so bienvenidos mis shits how do you say that in spanish daniela i know you don't speak spanish but um <laughs> how do you say welcome everyone bienvenidos a mi podcast se llama loud and clear we're going with that that's what we're going with as you can tell by the ridiculousness i have my good friends superwoman superhuman daniela on at the moment and it just thought it'd be a great way just to bookend the two seasons you know she was episode five of season one she's episode one of season two so daniela how's it going (laughs) your intro my friend I love how people think Portuguese people just speak Spanish. We understand some things, but not everything. No, it's terrible. No, it's absolutely <laughs> terrible. I'm terrible at that. But yeah, I'm, I'm back. I'm very happy to be back in episode one. I know your favourites are always episode one. Your That's true. favourites. So That's true. I'm very honoured to be back for season two of Loud and Clear. So, welcome. Again, we are going to be speaking about women and their decisions not to have children. So me, myself and I have decided that I don't want to get married and I would like to not have any children of my own. I decided this when I was about like 16, but vocalized it when I was 18. And I tell you now, the backlash is unreal. That I stopped telling people at 18 because I wasn't very confident at that age. And when you tell someone like, hi, I'm a female and I decided not to have kids. Oh my goodness. The way they come at you like, you're too young. You're going to change your mind. How do you know if you want kids or you don't want kids? Like, you're too young to make this decision. I'm like, no, it's my body it's my decision and I am now 28 and I'm turning 28 so sorry (laughs) why do people do that no why I'm sorry but why do people do that why do people round up why tell tell us well I think it's lots of different reasons I mean number one I have a strict Portuguese uh, upbringing and culture and they believe like all women have kids and you don't know what it's like until you have your own Um, I think also just the idea of what society creates for women that we are only of service to others so either service as as a a girlfriend a partner a a mother childbearer like that's our thing in life where men can go off and have companies and they don't have to worry so much about having children and I understand there is also pressure for men's don't get me wrong but women specifically because we have a timer on our bodies on our ovaries and that just, is just insane to me but also why do we need more people in the world like we're already overpopulated we, there's so many children in need of homes and having children in a natural way is not the only way so I Loretta Rolonge I am someone who wants children however I do not like kids no 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 <laughs> I do not fuck with children at all they are dumb they smell they're stupid which i know is a synonym for dumb but they can't do anything their life is imagine you paying rent for someone who is not even contributing and do you know what really touches me you know when you're on the tube right and there's a kid like a little kid a five-year-old kid the tube is packed i'm sitting you know i'm fucking nose to nose with jorge on my way to the office or whatever and there's this kid who is in my opinion a quarter of a person consuming a whole ass seat on the tube no 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 and i know this view is a little bit rogue but i've said what i've said i don't like them am i gonna have one probably no definitely but i what i did was 
I know someone who is, you know, she's a really big influence in my life. She's a little bit older than me. And she has chosen not to have children. And she's in her early 40s. And yes, queen. Yes, we love her. Love you, Sarah. And she said to me that what she did was that she sat down and for a really long time, she thought about whether or not she wanted children. And that's what I decided to do. I decided that maybe at... 21 so I used to be engaged and I broke up with my fiance at that point I then said I want to take the time to decide if I want children and something happened where I met this kid I I, so I don't know if you I don't know if I've mentioned before Daniela but I, I actually lived in Colombia for six months last year I, I, I don't know no you've never mentioned it this is the I, first time I've heard it like honestly, season one we didn't even hear it once no 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 no, wow, no. I'm, revelation I'm, I'm, I keep it so private I'm so humble and <laughs> super humble oh my gosh like Extremely. even even the introduction speaking in spanish meant nothing exactly no i i, I didn't <laughs> and i met this amazing little boy and we didn't speak a, i didn't speak a lick of spanish then and he actually spoke one of the indigenous dialects because he was an indigenous little boy and something about him just made my heart want to explode and it was just in that moment I said I want children and that's what it took you know and I knew all the facts I'm I'm Nigerian let me tell you now Nigeria by the year 2050 is going to overtake the US as the most populous country in the world so I I know I know right and I have you know a cousin who has four just three kids and she was like I'm trying for a girl what kind of dumb logic is that? You've got three already. It makes no sense when you... This is the... Firstly, your story about the little boy is just adorable. I think Aww, it is... It, it's powerful, but also it's something you mentioned, which I think not enough people do, is you really need to think about having a child. Yes. You're, you are bringing another human being into the world. It is not a mini you. It is not a play toy. It is not a dog. It is no. not a cat. No. It is a human being being you're bringing into the world yes. we already have enough shitty people with trauma yeah. that just had children for the sake of having children oh and God. i can tell you the the stuff i've heard of people saying i regret having a child at the time that i had it is really a cover-up for i regret having this child altogether yes and that's a massive taboo that people would say that but not enough people think about it so hearing your friend sarah's story and now hearing your story the fact it's really thought about which is how i feel about my decision and that's what it's about the people who decide not to have children actually think about it more logically than the ones are like i just want to have it because yes I completely agree with you. I have a friend who is an only child and that is because her parents sat down and they did a cost-benefit analysis of can we afford a child and how many can we afford and she's an only child because they said we could have two and fit into the world's aesthetic of you know a complete family unit or whatever or we could have one kid and she can be fucking rich you know or we can decrease the quality of the life of both of the children just for the sake of the fact that we wanted to lean into our ideals or traditions or whatever and thinking about whether or not you're going to have children i think it's so important you know i happened to lean into i wanted one i was someone who initially thought that i wanted maybe three you know i got their names i ain't gonna say them out loud so you people can start pinching them but keep your name sacred (laughs) no you must 
but then with my current partner we've actually had a conversation about if the two of us had children we would actually probably only have one and I thought that was a bit oh that's kind of sad because you know because the kid will grow up but then I really thought why not just have one that has a great life as opposed to and I'm sorry about this cousin but like having three four at the age of just 25 guys you know because for the sole purpose of I'm pushing for a gal Huh? Yeah, it's the same with like uh, some traditional families that I know about that they always aim to have a boy because a boy can continue on your legacy. Hello, mm. women have DNAs too. It's true. Our DNA carries on whatever we come from. And that's when I think having children irresponsibly is a problem. I mean, look at how many kids are in the foster care system or up for adoption or being uh, sexually exploited in the sex trafficking game. It is ridiculous. And the only time I ever slightly considered having children was when a very dear friend of mine, they wanted to have a child. They weren't able to do it naturally. They tried IVF, it failed. So they decided to adopt. And watching the adoption process and watching how this child is part of their family. So this is a a white South African couple. They adopted a a beautiful black little girl. And I'm telling you, besides the color of their skin, you would not say that's not their child. That is their child through and through and it was the only time I watched a family and I had that like little tingle like oh my god if I was to have a child this is how I would do it yeah because not only are you creating your own family but you are helping a child that needed a home you gave a home to a child regardless if it came from your wound or not and it's it's so beautiful to see and there's still such a massive taboo around adoption because everyone's like oh it needs to be my blood excuse me (laughs) there's children with someone else's blood that's been abandoned and you're not looking after like look for different reasons don't get me wrong I'm not gonna judge a lot of mothers out there it could be for different reasons you give up your child for adoption I'm not gonna go into that part but the fact that there is different ways and even like this family she lost friends because they're like oh you know it's still not your own or maybe now that you've adopted maybe you can have a child naturally whoa Listen, Loretta, if it was me and I was in that room, would have slapped the bitch. No, she would have caught a fucking slap. A fucking slap. And when people tell me about the limitation of love that they will potentially feel in regards to adopting a child or fostering a child, for example, I just go, think about the person you love, the person you love romantically right now. They're not, they're not related to you. They don't share DNA with you. And somehow... You find a way to love them, and a lot of the time, unconditionally, and as Daniela says, unconditional love, not unconditional tolerance, guys. None of that. Preach. Thank you. But there's always a way for you to find, it's not even there's a way, you are capable of loving someone, you're capable of loving your your friends, your mentors, your, your family members, you're capable of loving someone who was brought into your family through marriage, right? So why can you not love an adopted child? Listen, Daniela, escuchame, listen to me. I understand, right? The biological DNA within us, you know? For me, personally, lately, I've been dreaming about being pregnant. God, please, I'm not ready. But I've... I'm sorry. I want to be pregnant. Just not right now. I'm dreaming about it, but not right now. (laughs) Because 
and all that is if i'm really honest is just a side effect of my current relationship that's all you know just that kind of concept of being you know just looking like a building basically because that's how i'ma look when i'm pregnant like a building i'ma lean into that shit and don't get me wrong there's that tingling of knowing that you know a child has your features for example i get it it's within you i understand but that doesn't mean that you're gonna love a child that didn't come for you come from you that doesn't mean that you're not gonna love a child that didn't come through you as much it's like what they said on that movie collateral beauty with will smith a child does not have to come from you to be able to go through you. Yes, exactly, exactly. Like, I think this is where we lose it a bit is that he, 100% what you said, biologically, I get it. I get why people want children to come from them and it's like a natural desire. And, you know, like when women are like, oh my God, my ovaries when they see children, like I get mm, it. I don't have that, but well, okay. <laughs> I'm Me like, neither. I'm like, I you dirty. <laughs> I love children. I think they're adorable. I think they're so inquisitive and I love uh, playing with my little cousins and all that kind of stuff. But when I look at a child, when I've held a child, a baby, my ovaries do not scream. The only time my ovaries have screamed are for my cats and I can't have cats. (laughs) (laughs) I have cat ovaries. That's it. I love my babies. I've got two black and white short hair British cats and I love them so freaking much. That's where my ovaries scream. It's not for human children, but for my cats. And, you know, one thing I would actually quite like to challenge to my listeners is the way I see love, I think love, I think it's all the same. I think the way I love my cousin, she's pissed me off recently, but the love is still there. The way I love my cousin, my friend, Daniela, you know, my ex whatever my current partner whatever i in my eyes that love is the same what i think is different is trust the person i trust the most in the world is unfortunately that dickhead you know that dickhead that i am doing things with and there's also elements of companionship for example so i am actually very liberal with my love giving you know i love my housemate he's a g even though he didn't answer the door today when the doorbell rang you know, but I'm, I'm not angry about that. I'm not angry about that, Daniela. You're a, li- a little bit, just, a li- just a tiny bit. Just un poquito, just a little bit angry. And there's love there. But in terms of what makes it different and what makes it categorised into different, you know, barrels, for example, for me is, am I going to build a life with you? Are you someone who is going to drive me you know a pint of ice cream when I'm sad and I'm not talking about my partner you know I have I have friends who I've been sad in the Middle East and they've sent me food for example and that's the kind of thing that kind of that's what changes for me a little bit and so even if I couldn't be pregante which if you don't know is a ridiculous way of saying pregnant I think I would still be just as loving just as accepting of an adopted child because either way we're going through something together and I, I never know. I, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it could have been different with my biological child. But listen, a biological child for me is probably going to come up with hella fucking problems. You know how angry I get, Daniela? I get so angry so easily. And things like that are sometimes inherited. You mean passionate, right? No, passionate. no, 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 Daniela. Let's call a spade a fucking spade. I get angry so easily. <laughs> 
And, you know, just to touch up on your earlier point of people who don't want children who have them. And I was watching 16 and Pregnant when I was 16, but not pregnant. And one of the girls, what, what the storyline was that there were two sisters and they both got pregnant. One of them was 15, 16, so she was the main character. And her older sister was 21. And they both got pregnant at the same time. Her older sister said, I'm actually going to have an abortion. And then the younger sister said, look, I'm with this guy who loves me. Yes, it's not the best thing, but I'm going to have my baby. And she would literally be sitting there with her son her amazing quote-unquote boyfriend is only coming to visit her once every two weeks now right they don't live in the same house and she would be holding her baby on the sofa as her sister was going to the cinema clubbing applying for university and at the end of the episode she actually confessed she went i'm not saying that i don't love my baby but if i could choose again i would not have chosen this and some people you know that's powerful that she admitted that exactly and some people take that so badly when you tell them that they're like what do you mean you don't want your baby and I but this is life my mother right I've said this before I'll say it again she gave me some of my greatest qualities she is a fantastic speaker the way that when I'm in a group of people and I tell a story and people are listening to me with such intention that I got from my mother because when she would speak people wanted to hear her she is so funny she is incredibly driven she's financially literate you know she has a great personality she's quote-unquote intense right but she also gave me some of my worst qualities and if I'm going to be really frank she wasn't a good mother and she is someone who I've always said she should have not had children either she should have not had children or she shouldn't have had me it's one of those two and yes you know i'm grateful to be alive fucking up the world and getting angry at people and being called intense and whatever but she significantly reduced the quality of my life just because she believed that just because it was her biological right to it meant that she should Uh, it's it's this is what i'm talking about culturally like you are expected to have a child you are Mm. not even a child children Mm. like my uh, my grandmother had three until she reached a boy so she had two girls one being my mom and then my uncle which was the last boy they had three and her mom before her i don't know if i told you this my great grandmother had 12 children wow that's that's doce hijos in espanol it was a different time but so it was really common that a lot of my my grandmother's sisters and brothers have multiple children like it's just it's just a normal thing and i think that's why especially in our generation of of having more access to education having more access to information that why are we still following a social construct where we have a choice and when i have a choice please don't tell me that i'm wrong touching on your your previous point about love and unconditional love if you love me and you are my friend you would respect my choices the same choice that i decide to get my ears pierced or mm. i want to put a tattoo on my body and you're like yeah that's really cool but the minute i say i don't want to have children and you project your needs onto me yeah that's not okay like no. i want to be supported in, in my decision not to have children and we've seen multiple examples even your story about um, uh, 16 and pregnant and how the two sisters made different decisions you can see the quality of life 
you want to be able to give this little human the best possible chance at life after yes. you've lived your life because imagine that you then start projecting into your child you've now wishing they do things that you never did you can even get jealous of your child because you're yeah. not fulfilling your needs before you fulfill the needs of a, of a child who 100% depends on you until they're like 18 let's be real <laughs> even uh, older yeah older literally older and you know it, even the story you shared about your mom it, it's it's so true and there's so many stories you can hear of people like i don't have a relationship with my parents i don't have a relationship with this one or, or actually i've drifted away because of x y and z like it, it's not just a i'm gonna have a child and they're gonna love me forever it's a lot of work no it, it is and you know you're talking about love and that you know you can love everyone i disagree with you oh what <laughs> yeah i disagree with you i think love <laughs> is conditional 100 i'm sorry i i know i talk a lot about unconditional love but i feel like love is conditional it's a transaction i give you this you give me something else in return and i don't think we intentionally do this it's mm. just how we react to situations and yeah so what's really interesting about trust so i always the first time i meet someone i'll give you 100 of my trust and then mm. you chip away at it and that when i start to love you more is if you're able to maintain and be consistent That's, in that that is the opposite of me actually yeah yeah, yeah. and yet we love each other <laughs> it's true it is true because when i meet someone i give them zero percent of trust but if i look at you and i say listen i trust you no that's it you're god tier you are god tier i rank my friends and every year they must apply for membership renewal because i have not got time (laughs) (laughs) i'll happily reapply every year even if the money goes up i will pay it (laughs) being in this friendship is worth every single penny thank you daniela i don't charge her guys i promise (laughs) and i when i initially meet someone i kind of say i don't trust you at all but if i say at the end listen i trust you that's that and if our trust and don't get me wrong trust can sometimes be broken people make mistakes that's it's not fine but it's a part of life and i get that but if you come and just cataclysmically blow a bomb on our trust nah 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 a common common example let's talk about have you ever watched linda lovelace daniela no i haven't let me tell y'all about linda lovelace she was a porn star in the i'm going to say the 60s the 60s the 60s i'm gonna say it in an english accent the 60s (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i appreciate the effort though thank you guys you know and in espanol it's un mil no nuevecientos sesenta yeah there we go the you 60s it, thank you 140 no guys it's 159 day streak on duolingo just saying yeah thank love you that. gosh yes quine linda lovelace she was a porn star in the 60s and she dated a guy who ended up being her producer and the big thing is a movie as well she's a real person and the big thing about her and why she was so successful as a porn star was that she used to give incredible blowjobs and so then they made a movie which was basically that oh i have a clitoris in the back of my throat and if, when i give you blowjobs it makes me really horny it's you know fucking misogynistic sexist and i don't get me wrong porn is if you want to watch porn that's fine but that movie and that concept dumb 
right and she her producer then her husband then became her producer and you kind of find out later in the movie that he's beating her senselessly i do not stand for any kind of violence okay it depends if you if you rape me i'ma knock you out don't get me wrong but in most settings i think you shouldn't be hitting people especially in relationships and in family situations and so her husband was abusing her and at this point she then goes home to her mother he's been abusing her for a little while now and then so she kind of runs home to her mother's house and she says mum he's been hitting me please let me stay here and her mum doesn't even let her pass the front door and her mum says you need to go back to your husband this is your commitment this is the commitment you have made and you must stay <sighs> no. 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 i know for me I do not care as my mother what you have done for me. I don't care if you strapped me to your head and walked me from Eritrea to Morocco and then swam with me to England. I don't care. In that moment, our trust is destroyed because when I needed you in such a pivotal moment, turned me away. To, to You told me to go back somewhere where I was unsafe. Our trust is destroyed. So I am different from that perspective because for me, I don't think I came out of the womb like hey mum I trust you okay probably you know on a biological and neurological level yes yeah. but for me it needed to be cultivated I love this little tangent that we've gone on <laughs> You actually touched on something uh, interesting in that story where y you were talking about how you don't care if your mom walk, like carried you on her back for miles. You don't care if your mom did X, Y, and Z for you. And this is a point I make very often to people is your kids do not owe you freaking anything. It's true. And so Nothing. many people do not agree with me. 100%. Like, and it's also a cultural thing, which I think is, is so toxic sometimes because you decide to have this child. This child did not choose to come into the world. You conceived this child. You decided to, to bring this child into the world. And now you are thinking, oh, this child's going to owe me things because I paid for your education. I gave you a roof over your head. I had to feed you. The child is helpless. How were they supposed to get a job at five years old? How are they supposed to do anything at five? Daniela. At at 15 like, it's even at 15 16 that you can get a job kids do not owe you anything they do not owe you anything at one at five at 16 at 18 until they're 65 they owe you nothing it was your choice to have this child mm -hmm. this child cannot provide anything else if anything is a hundred percent needed on you it can't work it can't read it can't walk like you <laughs> cannot it's useless exactly like you decided to bring up this human so it's now your decision to do that now when you know and i think it happens in a lot of cultures which it can get quite toxic is that you now believe your child owes you something exactly like i'd never understood this like why am i now in debt to you when you decided to have me do you, do you know what i mean i started working quite young because my mom was a single parent and the dad wasn't around and for my younger sister the dad also didn't stick around so i had to to work quite young. it was a, a need of survival so we ha i had to work there wasn't like a choice but you know like as as a, a child and as like a thing to do you know life happens but your child should be able to just be a child and live and That's you should true. be able to provide for this child until they decide whatever they want to be your your job in my opinion as a parent is to bring up the best version of this human 
human being so they can go out in the world and be a good human being not to then look after you when you're old or pay your debts or do xyz for you because that's why you had the child in the first place like i've even heard stories of families having bigger families so they can look after the other child it's it's a whole thing like i don't i don't agree with it that, that with that mentality but you know there are people in the world that are like no of course i i owe my mom and dad something of course i'm gonna look after them when they're old of course i'm gonna buy them a house of course i'm gonna do all these things and if you're doing it from the love in your heart for your your parents cool but yeah yeah but majority of the time it's because you are expected to do it there is a pressure for you to do this not like i think there's a very small percentage of people who do it just out of the kindness and love of their heart for their parents do you know what i mean and no it's true and i think it's such a subconscious thing because there's so many you know people will make jokes like parents will make jokes like oh you know at least my child won't put me in a care home how do you know what your child's gonna do your child is 10 if you could see my face right now, my face was like, <laughs> my face was like, of course you go in care. Like, you know what I mean? Like, even like, I look now at like my family and with my grandmother and stuff, like I, I could never imagine putting her in a care home. Like, I, I can't imagine it. I have a lot of love for my grandmother. But at the same time, I can't see myself stopping my life to look after her as a nurse. Yeah. Like, that's where the, the trickiness comes in. But I don't feel obligated to look after her. I mean, I did that for myself, but there is that whole thing. I don't force myself to have a relationship with my family. I'm very fortunate that I get on with my family and we love each other and we can have conversations, but that's not always the case with everybody. No, and- you're right. You know, bienvenida a la cultura nigeriana. Like, this is Nigerian culture. And growing up, I just thought I was the only one suffering because I was Nigerian. And yes, it's quite savage for me to say, but it's some elements of that Nigerian culture is suffering. Daniela actually said to me, this kind of concept of family tax. I think Trevor Noah was the one who said black tax. Yes. Oh, read Trevor Noah's book. It's amazing. <laughs> oh, guys, I know. And this kind of concept of you've done everything for me growing up because you wanted to, partly because you didn't want people saying that you were a bad parent. Don't let's not pretend that that's not what fueled your decisions. First of all, the kind of not looking bad to other people, and also at the end of the day, it was it was your decision. And what I just cannot understand is that kind of aspect of no, you have to. So my mother and I had a falling out, and this was years in the making. I promise you. But what tipped us over the edge was that she didn't support my career. I'm 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 an accountant. I'm a I'm 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 I make shmoneys sometimes. She's a very very successful accountant and like a real accountant. I know a real one. You know with a qualification and everything. With Um, numbers. Yes, exactly. And sometimes a calculator. (laughs) (laughs) But she wanted me to be a doctor. She was like, Loretta, you must become a doctor. And you know what? For a long time. I went, okay, I'm gonna be a doctor. And then I'm telling, no, Daniela, did I tell you how I was absolutely swindled by A-level biology? When I tell you that I, I crawled to the C that I got, like, <laughs> no, on, my, on my fucking hands <laughs> and knees, I, cause I remember taking it. <laughs> so in the UK, when you take A-levels, when I was in school, cause now I know that the last two years of high school, you now actually just take all of your exams at the end of the two years. But when I was in high school doing my A-levels, you took them Jan, June, Jan, and June and you split them up across four sets of exams and in January Daniela I got an E in biology an E guys the only thing worse than that is I know and I was like 
what? I was like, come again. And I managed to take it through to the end of the year and I managed to, I resat and I managed to get everything up to a C and I dropped that shit and I ran away because I knew this is not for me, boy. No, no, no. And so obviously I then dropped that. To be a doctor, what you actually really need is a chemistry A level. I didn't even take chemistry. And so I wasn't going to be a doctor. And my mom said, all right, you can be a pharmacist or a speech therapist. I don't know, whatever, you know, <laughs> no, whatever, something science related. And I was like, no, I would actually quite like to do something else. And when I tell you, she was so disappointed in me. And not just like a slight hint of disappointment, verbally, you are disappointing me. You know, I wanted to be a lawyer. She was like, all lawyers are poor. She's also obviously someone who's also not in touch with the real world or doesn't have any fucking real information about anything. Lawyers make money too. <laughs> I know. She's like, you're not going to make any money. I was like, I want to study maths. Oh, so you can just become a maths teacher. And she was beating these degrees out of me. And when I landed on doing accounting and finance, I actually didn't tell her. I just went, I'm just going to do it and just not tell you. And I applied and I got in and I went, well, that's that, that's that, homie. <laughs> I th- <laughs> I'm sorry. No, this is not funny. <laughs> I got in, homie. (laughs) (laughs) My therapist says that I use humor as a coping mechanism. (laughs) Oh my God, I never noticed. (laughs) And she, I got in. And then again in the UK, we have a system, it's called a placement year, where you do a year of working in your chosen industry included within your degree it heightens your chances of getting a job after university it's very good don't get me wrong mine was extremely traumatizing but i did it i remember getting into my placement yeah i was so happy because there were people who were struggling to get one you know it's not easy the university doesn't find a job for you and my mum literally shouted at me for 20 minutes on the phone this is not the career path i chose for you was a big buzzword buzz phrase that she used you know okay it's fine if you decide that you're going to do this but you can do a master's in something more sciencey you know you're young you can make the right decision aka her decision and she was furious at me she was like this isn't what I wanted for you and she made me feel crappy about it lo and behold I managed to get a job at a really great place you know I tell people where they work and they're like oh shoddy hello you know and and my first month salary my mum said it's Nigerian culture for you to give me your entire first month salary Daniela you know excuse me excuse me me. do you know know London rent London rent London bills oh my god transport and you want not even like 10% the whole amount nah even even Rishi Sunak ain't taking that much from me from taxes nah 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 I'm sorry like there's a lot of things in culture I understand not this I'm so sorry I don't get it no and when lo and behold i didn't give it to her or i gave her something really pathetic like 50 pounds right she was so furious at me she sent it back she was like i don't want your shit money this is we're direct quoting now and she went how can you give me something so small i was meant to share it amongst the family like your dad guys i haven't seen i saw my dad when I was 20 for 10 minutes and I hadn't seen him in 16 years and I've not seen him since but he was getting a portion of my salary yeah 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 nah (laughs) how about nah (laughs) nah 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 no (laughs) exactly and I went well what and I realized an element of it was that she wanted to be able to really stunt about it and this is the thing 
my cousin then came to talk to me. She was like, I can't believe you only gave 50 pounds. I told her to go suck my fucking dick. Don't worry. And you know, don't worry. I told her to go suck my fucking dick. And I said, I maybe would have considered it if you were someone who backed my career goal to begin with. I just, it blows my mind. And it's what I want to tell you just about. One thing I think about is if my mum was open to having an abortion when she first, so my brother she had, she was super young. I wonder if she would have. And that's a question I think about a lot because Colombia, I don't know if I've mentioned before in this episode, but I actually lived there for six months last year. I, I don't know if I've ever said anything. I, Not in this episode. No, no, no. <laughs> Not this episode. No, no, no. Maybe, maybe the last one. I'm not sure. Colombia is actually the first country in Latin America to legalize abortion up to 24 weeks. Daniela, they did this maybe two fucking weeks ago, by the way. Whoa. Right? That's crazy. Argentina was the first la- was the first Latin American country to legalize abortion full stop. But I think the, the weeks in which you can have an abortion is something unfortunately quite small but colombia is the first country to go listen we're gonna match the west at 24 weeks because when i tell you lots of people have children there single motherhood is like it's extremely common there to be honest young teenage pregnancies are also incredibly common there and i just think to myself how grateful i am for the fact that i'm growing up somewhere where i can have an abortion legally freely and safely and i think people need to understand that abortion is not this you know terrible thing you know i can't believe that oh my god ill i can't believe you're going to do this you know it's an incredibly difficult decision for anyone who decides to do it you know whether you're making a decision for yourself right now or your future self or the fact that you don't want children or you want children but later but i still think personally it's a much better decision to make than for you to bring in a kid that you do not like because to be frank daniela the key issue in my relationship with my mother is that she doesn't like me exactly like yeah and not even like you are bringing another human this is what i I keep talking about you are bringing another human being no guarantee you're gonna like them no guarantee they're gonna like you it's a relationship you're building a relationship and that child will not be a replica of you or if it is what if you don't like yourself exactly (laughs) and you're seeing it reflected back to you going back to what i was saying about my friends who adopted like if you are considering having a child like they had to go through a rigorous test to decide if they were even Mm -hmm. allowed to adopt and this took them two and a half years and i think i would love that some parents even if you're going to have a baby naturally did this test it would really prove if you wanted a child or not because they go through what if they come from a rough background what if they have disabilities what if Mm. they have xyz like sometimes people have children Mm -hmm. and they are uh, are born with uh, learning difficulties or deforms or whatever and you're not prepared for that because you never thought about it did you sit down on your ass and think if my child has down syndrome am i prepared to look after this child because they are going to need you much more than a child that didn't have that. Yep. And who thinks about this? Not nobody. No. People. Dump, dumb people. No, and like that's why even as basic as, you know, am I even going to like my child? And, you know, we, we, we're not touching on it very much, but there's like post, post, charm, 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 charm. Yeah, no, no, girl, no, girl, I got you. Postpartum. Oh, 
Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Depression. You see, you're my Viv now. This I got you. Viv does for me. <laughs> she looks at me and like, I know what you want to say. <laughs> we don't talk about, we don't prepare new moms for and all this kind of stuff that, that comes up and we don't talk about it enough, but everyone's like, I just want to have a child because I want a mini me. I need to grow my family. Mm -hmm. We're saying a lot at the moment about, you know, almost the right and the wrong thing to do in terms of the, the child rearing prospects. But at the end of the day, Daniela and I, more so Daniela, because I'm a dickhead, is never going to turn around when you say, I want a child even though I don't have a stable job or I'm not in a stable relationship. Daniela, out of the two of us, is probably going to be the person who is the most understanding and accepting of your decision. So, uh, no. <laughs> oh no, Daniela, no, you've ruined it. You've ruined it. You've I'm ruined sorry. It. You're going to tell I... your pregnant friend that no, it's already Listen. happened. Listen, uh, if if they are pregnant for like suddenly, okay, shit, I'm pregnant. I'm, I'm gonna tell you what I think nah. and then tell you you're wrong in the nicest way possible. But if you are like, nah, I'm still gonna have it, I will support you. No, Daniela, I, I, Daniela, I don't know if you could do that though. The baby's basically, it's, it's up in there. <laughs> I mean, what if they're like contemplating like whether to keep it or not? I'm gonna okay. tell you exactly what I think. But I also said, but if you decide to keep this child, I will support you, I will love you, and I will be the best freaking auntie this child has ever had. That's the Daniela that I know. <laughs> not Savage Sanchez <laughs> who came out there. <laughs> I'm not saying I won't support you. Doesn't mean I agree with your decision. <laughs> The point being is that Daniela will support your decision and in the decision that she has made to not have children herself, I have never for a second thought I'm going to go on an expedition of convincing Daniela she wants children. First of all, am I going to have a baby with her? Why do I care? And second Thank of you. all, exactly, and second of all, I am sure you are such a smart person. I am sure you've sat down and made that decision and I just want everybody, you know, on this final note, just really think about that. The next time you want to be getting all up in someone's business about whether or not it is that they want a child because perhaps I'm the nicer one between Daniela and myself but if you decide that you want one listen that's absolutely fine I'm gonna look at you and be like this is dumb but nothing gives me the right to police your body you know you want to shoot five billion yeah. kids out your vagina or you want to go and start adopting the whole world for example or you want to do five billion rounds of IVF it's not my place to, to police your body and police your decision I think people need yeah. to be making some better decisions because then listen I got I got me some problems you know yeah <laughs> i got i yeah. got me some problems and i wish that my mother had had again kind of done what you were saying and i just sat down and really thought to myself what if my child doesn't want to give me their first month's entire salary even though she got pay rent <laughs> yeah like no this child should give me everything everything you know? i brought her into the world yeah i know that's that's her that's her biggest flex and if she had been better prepared for that better for having a insubordinate child which is actually what I was I think we would have had a much better relationship where she couldn't handle the fact that I didn't just follow the path of my older siblings in terms of agreeing with everything that she wanted and doing everything that she wanted and saying that her advice was gospel so that's what that's what I want to leave it at guys you know don't be assholes yeah and also if you don't have children don't go giving mothers advice about how to no, bring no, up no. their children excuse no, no, me no. Even if you do have children, shut up. Shut up. It's like those people. No, 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 yeah. Daniela. It's like those people. Oh my God, I've been with my boo like three months. Let me give you relationship advice. I'm so sorry, what? I'm so sorry, what? Let me tell you, let me wrap this up so quick with my friends was dating a guy who had a drinking problem. That's fine. His name was Larry Love. 
yeah that was her boo i'm not i'm not even gonna gdpr this shit that was his name <laughs> and <laughs> i'm not even gonna wow, nah. what a name. his name I was larry love. love wow and but he's in love she, right they were engaged when we were younger and she was like are you seeing anyone i was like no i'm single she's like oh god is gonna provide someone for you i was like okay dickhead and she was then telling me about her man how he would get so drunk that he would walk around naked not just inside his apartment he would go out into the corridor walk around naked right he'd start knocking on people's doors you know his neighbor's doors with his dick all the way the fuck out right all the way out yeah and then she broke up with him because she was like listen how am i going to marry someone who drinks so much that they must get naked all the time and if you want to get naked in the house cool but you're going outside and you're terrorizing people (laughs) terrorizing people just fine just not and so she breaks up you know she breaks up with him and she's like okay please get the fuck out of my apartment now that we've broken up and he's like no i'm not leaving she comes home one day he's pissing on her printer (laughs) he's pissing on her printer random object (laughs) i know it gets so girl it gets so much worse and then again like and then he literally won't leave he won't leave the apartment and she feels a certain kind of way about calling the police on him you know they're both black this was america whatever but then another day she comes home it's now two weeks she comes home and you know he is mid shitting on her fucking carpet he's shitting he's shitting on her floor (gasps) he's pooping on her floor and this is the same home girl trying to give me relationship advice nah sis keep it to yourself that's all i have to that's (laughs) no that's it we're done that's all we're saying that's it that's the end so guys that was season two episode one of the loud and clear podcast let me know what you think please only good things you'll notice that if you've come in from season one i've made a couple of changes to the structure you know i've I've changed things a little bit they're a little bit looser a little bit more velvety you know but daniela it was an absolute pleasure as always having you bookend these two these two episodes you know you're like a nice bridge betwixt them thank you for having me it's been a real honor again and i really like the new structure of being able to just flow and speak and do what we do best exactly we should Called, we should rename it the tangent podcast <laughs> love that the I tangent podcast well guys let us know what you'd like to hear in future topics i believe that if you're listening on spotify you'll be able to answer some questions that i write there please answer my question you know give us a review tell us tell your friends about us you know and i i must mention that i i have actually been banned if you follow us on social media you'll notice that i very frequently offer up the nudes of my of my boyfriend i have been told to tell everyone publicly that i am no longer allowed under any circumstances to offer up the nudes of my boyfriend so... i mean i never got them so i no, always thought it was fake no, <laughs> fake news was... <laughs> we were never gonna get them let's be real guys <laughs> do you know one day i was just making a list of people daniela of who needed the nudes you know, and someone sent me a fa I asked for a favour. I said, Can someone please help me with this and I'll send you nudes of my boyfriend? And they went, Here's the favour. I don't need the nudes. Oh <laughs> rude. Wow. rude. Wow. But I've you know, I've publicly said it, I will no longer be offering the nudes of, of said person. I, I'm gonna be offering up my own nudes, which I personally think are better, you know. I agree. I mean you should do an OnlyFans and get paid. Oh my god, no. I am actually really thinking about OnlyFans. I think I'd make so much money. If you you guys managed to find me on my personal social media guys i would make so much money i'm like i was to really humbly give myself a score out of 10 i'm an 11 i'm an uh, 11 excuse me you're a 12 no that's actually really true i'm a 12 i've got everything plus the personality Routine. i'm a 100 <laughs> uh, i hope you can hear the clicks i'm clicking for you right now <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
Tangent Podcast. We did it again. The Tangent Podcast. Well, guys, until next time.